Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. All eyes are on Ukraine as concerns mount, Western citizens leave, and President Zelensky continues his calls for calm. It's Monday, February 14th. Here's your News Fix. I think it's safe to say that all eyes are on Ukraine at what appears to be a perilous moment. It's the top story across all mainstream media this morning. In terms of what the latest news lines are, the US has warned Russia could invade Ukraine as soon as this week. At least a dozen countries, including the UK, the US, Ireland, Israel, Bulgaria and Portugal, have urged their citizens to leave the country. US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said the risk is high enough and the threat is imminent enough to justify the move. Presidents Putin and Biden spoke over the phone over the weekend, but there was no significant breakthrough. Biden has committed to pursuing diplomacy and deterrence to prevent a war. Meanwhile, the UK's Defence Secretary said there was a whiff of Munich in the air. What does that mean? Well, back in 1938, the Munich Agreement was an effort to avoid major conflict in Europe. It gave Nazi Germany parts of Czechoslovakia, but it failed to prevent World War II breaking out by September 1939. In terms of the airspace, the Dutch airline KLM has stopped flights to Ukraine, while Germany's Lufthansa, according to Reuters, are considering the same. It's important to remember on this that back in 2014, a Malaysia airline flight from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur was shot down over eastern Ukraine by a Russian-made missile. The majority of passengers at the time were Dutch. Okay, so what is Ukraine's view on all of this? Like he has been for weeks, President Zelensky has called for calm. He also said that he has seen no proof of a Russian plan to invade in the coming days and has invited Biden to visit the country, something US media reports suggest is, quote, extremely unlikely. And what is Russia saying? Okay, they continue to deny any plans for an invasion, and the foreign minister also responded to reports of an imminent threat, saying, quote, hysteria has reached its peak. In all of this, it is so important to remember, we do not know what is going to happen, and we are trying to balance keeping you all informed without sensationalizing the story or exploiting the concerns. And on that note, as the Financial Times wrote, it is, quote, a bold commentator that tries to predict the conclusion of the diplomatic game of chess that is the Ukraine-Russia border crisis. But the next seven days will produce some significant moves, if not an attempt at checkmate. As you'll hopefully know by now, Newsfix will keep you updated on any key lines on this. We'll keep an eye, and if there's anything really significant, you'll hear it from us. In terms of the latest on all of this today, Brazil's President Herr Bolsonaro is due to visit Russia later. Meanwhile, Germany's relatively new Chancellor Olaf Scholz is in Ukraine today, ahead of a Moscow visit on Tuesday. Now looking at what else is going on around the world, this week an unusual federal hate crimes trial will take place in the US. It will look at whether or not the three men, Travis McMichael, his father Gregory McMichael and their neighbour William Bryan, who were already convicted of the murder of Ahmad Arbery in 2020, were motivated by racism. As the New York Times noted, some potential evidence will include messages by Travis McMichael where he referred to black people as both, quote, monkeys and savages. Remember that Ahmad Arbery was shot and killed while jogging through a neighbourhood in Georgia in broad daylight in February 2020. The three men who were ultimately convicted of his murder argued without evidence he was a suspect in a recent spate of robberies. Video of the incident filmed by one of the convicted circulated two months later, just before the murder of George Floyd by police officer Derek Chauvin. Jury selection is expected to continue today and it's of course a trial we'll keep a very close eye on. Now in media matters, in Switzerland, a majority of people voted against increasing state funding for the media. Nearly 55% of referendum voters were against the move. 
As RT News noted, the country has less than 9 million people, but four official languages, so an array of media platforms is needed. It was also noted that in the last 20 years, advertising figures for newspapers, magazines and radio in Switzerland were down by 40%. Now, in New Zealand, a number of protesters demonstrating against coronavirus restrictions have set themselves up on the grounds of the country's parliament. In terms of how authorities are dealing with it, well, they're playing songs by both Barry Manilow and James Blunt in an effort to disperse them. After Blunt, who was known for his sarcastic tweets, offered for his music to be used, New Zealand's Parliament Speaker Trevor Mallet tweeted a cracking response. He said, quote, We will take up your very kind offer. My only doubt is whether it is fair to our New Zealand police officers, but I think they'll be able to cope. Now, the Los Angeles Rams were victorious in Sunday's Super Bowl. Who were the real winners? Well, some would say Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, 50 Cent and Kendrick Lamar, who all performed at the halftime show. We've included a link to it in the newsletter, of course, but prepare for some serious nostalgia, as the video which we've included in the newsletter has been watched nearly 6 million times in 5 hours. From a news point of view, Eminem, as the only white performer, made headlines for taking the knee. As CNN noted, quote, The kneeling gesture became a subject of controversy when former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick used it as an act of protest against police brutality and racial discrimination. Now, in case you missed it, did you know that Afghanistan was the world's largest producer of opium and heroin? The latest UN statistics suggest in 2020, opium produced in Afghanistan accounted for 85% of global production and supplied some 80% of all opiate users in the world. For anyone interested to know more, we've linked to our recent in-depth piece in today's newsletter. And lastly, today marks Valentine's Day. For anyone wondering how it ever came about, starting with the ancient Romans, we've got you covered in today's newsletter. That's today's fix. Have a great day.